Super Talk Mississippi media production. In the Mississippi Legislature, House Bill 728 funds health care for illegal immigrants. Call your legislator today at 601-359-3770. Ask them to stop House Bill 728. It's not too late. You can help stop this. Paid for by Building America's Future. I'm Steve Azar, and I'm on the other side of the microphone, meaning I'm asking the questions this time, and oh, have mercy for the airwaves. I spent 20 years in Music City, wrote and made some hits, traveled the world, and then moved my family back to the birthplace of American music and where the magnolia trees prosper. And now every time I put my feet on Mississippi soil, when I'm off the road, well, I'm at peace. On this show, it's all about hearing the stories straight from the mouths of the friends I've made along the way, their journey to success. Heck, there might be someone on, I don't even know, but you know how us Mississippi types are. We tend to take well to new company. In a Mississippi minute, all 60 of them. I'm Steve Azar. It's just like that muddy river moving slow. Ain't no worries, it's how life goes. In a Mississippi minute. That's right. Like the line in my song, Crowded, goes, Well, I moved out to the country, but the city keeps moving in. Oh, I'm crowded. My guest today on In a Mississippi Minute has been able to have her cake and eat it too, meaning she has the city when she wants it, San Diego, and now the country at her fingertips with her brand new hit series about being on a dude ranch. I mean, it's so cool. This girl gets to rock and roll. You also know her as one of those famous tool time girls back in the days on Home Improvement. Please welcome my sister, Debbie Dunning. Hello, Debbie. Hi, Steve. That's such a nice intro. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. It's yes. so cute. If we don't get that right, then uh, uh, then you guys hang up on me. So I feel like uh, <laughs> feel like I got to get now. So where are you right now? Uh, right now, I am sitting in front of a recording studio um, to lay down some voiceover for one of the episodes of Debbie Dunning's Dude Ranch Roundup that I filmed uh, previously this year. So you got to go back and you got to go back and do voiceovers uh, uh, just for particular stuff, right? Well, you know what I like to do? Like yesterday, I just got home from Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and we filmed Red Rock Ranch. And there's just so many things to say that I don't get to say when I'm on the horse riding or we're doing these huge scenic shots about the history, about the hospitality, right. about the family story of these places. So um, when I'm there, we shoot three to four days and we try to show you everything you would do in a week, but I don't get to tell you all the history. So that's what I'm going into to do today because there's so many little pieces that of, of, you know, why these people go into dude ranching. It's the, integrity that i want to make sure that i get across to everybody so after we interview after we do our whole shoot we interview them and ask them for history and then we put it together in a you know in a little script and then i lay it out and we stick it over you know some of the big big scenic shots Uh, you and you obviously you do you're doing your own daredevil work i I call it daredevil work i mean you you (laughs) you get to go out and have a lot of fun so let's talk about your show all right the title is exactly Debbie Dunning's Dude Ranch Roundup. Yeah. Um, I kind of came up with the concept after I had visited the rodeo, uh, the American, a year ago. Not this February, but the prior. And I was sitting in the airport talking to the producer and the owner of RFD TV. And 
he was like, man, you are fantastic. You've got all this energy. You've got to put it to use. Let's do a show together. And he's like, you've got to come up with something. I go, you know what? It would be my dream, dream job to just go from dude ranch to dude ranch and show everybody a different vacation, a great family vacation or a right. team building vacation that they can do with their corporate events. And, mm-hmm. you know, he was like, he looked at, he looked at me and goes, do it. And I go, okay. And so I basically <laughs> went to two dude ranches that I'd been to prior. And I'm like, I need your help. I need to come out and I need to figure out how this is going to, this is actually going to go. And we take it, the guys get all the film on it. They take it. And then their job continues. They have to go home, edit, color correct, put right. it together, write the script. And then I have to do the voiceover and then we produce them, produce them, produce them. So. Okay. It's a year-round job, actually. Right, right. Great. We're talking to Debbie Dunning, and she has her own Dude Ranch show right now. Debbie Dunning's Dude Ranch. I like that. Roundup. Uh, Roundup. Debbie Dunning's Dude Ranch <laughs> Roundup. I love it's it. It's a mouthful, I know. So as I don't have to be me till Monday. Everybody wanted to sh- shorten the title, and they were wrong. So uh, I-, I get and credit for fighting. It. Yeah, yeah. So uh, juggling, because I know you're gone a lot, all right? Mm-hmm. Juggling being a mom, which you do so well. Uh, how many kids? You have three kids? Three kids, 21, 17, and nine. Because I understand it as a dad being gone. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. What's it like packing and unpacking, saying bye uh, on on your terms? And you're gone a lot. And now you've got a TV, I mean, a hit series that's really working. You're in your second season. Um, You and I both know to get to syndication, it's hard. And so uh, you have to have viewership and things have to be working and it's working and that's wonderful. But how do you juggle being a mom? Well, I'll tell you, um, I am home and when I'm home, they're with me the whole time. And when I leave, they go to their dad. You know, being recently divorced, it was was very tricky because I've never... I've always had that comfort of coming home and they were just in the same home. But now for me, I get them the entire time I'm home. So a lot of times it's just doing laundry and packing and repacking. And I, I really do make time for, you know, the one-on-ones. But um, last night I dropped, I, we just got back all of us from Jackson hole and I had all three of them. So I do take them on my, my ranches. And the thing is like Cisco, my nine-year-old, I took him to three ranches in Montana last year. And then Spencer, I took her to two in Arizona, Stony, my 17 year old, I took him to one in Colorado. And now I was like, you know what? My viewers need to see that I'm not just, you know, I'm not just out there having a great time. I'm still a mom. And I wanted them to see, you know, what goes on because yeah, kids fight. I don't care how much the separation is. They Mm -hmm. fight, they argue, I think like you, uh, Steve and Gwen, I'm very, very disciplined with my children. They have got to have good manners. They've got to speak to you. And, you know, I think that you and I have raised our children very similar in that way. I mean, kids without boundaries, <laughs> I always say, become kids behind bars. Mm-hmm. No, oh, I love that. <laughs> but <laughs> my, my kids are really, really good. And so um, it was fun. And first thing I did when I got to the ranch, before the even camera guys got there, I put them on horses and I said, I'll see you in a couple hours. And I let them go off, and they came back with the feeling. It wasn't like they had to go through my stress of setting up the shots, running around, figuring out the location, because, you know, there's a lot of work that goes into right when you get there. Mm -hmm. And I do my own wardrobe, so that all had to be set out. But they came back so happy, and I was like, yep, they're getting it. And I think that the, the thing about being a mom and trying to 
you know, juggle your work and your children. It's easier when they're not there, but when they're there, you really, I mean, it, it was challenging, but right. we got through it. It was awesome. Are, are they all interested in the dude ranch thing or one of them interested too, sort of? Well, you know what? They love it. They love the dude ranch thing. It's funny because I, I say to them right when we get there, you can be in every shot or you don't have to be in any. So if I, cause I have this tremendous amount of energy and I just go, go, go. And my outfit changes and my scene changes are very rapid when I'm filming these things. And you know what? Cisco, my nine-year-old, everybody loves it. Everybody can't wait to put cowboy boots on. Everybody cannot wait to get on a horse and, you know, and, and feel that Western lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It's not what, uh, it's not what they're used to. They're in San Diego. They're beach kids, but. We got out there, and Cisco, they have so many tremendous kids programs on these dude ranches. He said to me, Mom, do I have to be in the shot? And I said, nope. And he goes, okay, I'm going on the scavenger hunt. Well, (laughs) it's awesome for parents that take their kids to these things because we only can provide what we can provide, you know. And then you put them in this situation where they've got independence. They've got a different type of example and experiences being taught to them, and they come back seriously so much more confident and feeling really good about themselves right Cisco took the horse he took the horse with seven other kids and they went on a scavenger hunt they had to dismount get back on the horse find something you know they had to learn how to tie their horse up so they could go find this golden egg and then that night they took him to this barbecue so they separate the kids sometimes so that the parents can actually finish a sentence you know and kind of get to know the other people and mm-hmm. and kind of decompress um, but no, actually, all three of them love it. So I had one of the shots. I know I'm kind of getting off. That's all right. Question, but I had one of the shots we did. They were all saying, Mom, are we going to be able to run? Are we going to be able to lope? And I'm like, yes, 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 we'll do it. We had a drone. And you never know how the horses are going to react. I was so proud of my daughter. This horse was fine, was fine. We were loping. We came to a stop. The Wrangler said, is everybody good? And her horse took off. She almost fell off the horse. This horse saw the drone and for some reason just freaked out. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what happens on occasion when they get too close. But we had it on camera, and I'm going to use it because there are those situations where you just have to trust that she's had enough experience and enough confidence and enough strength to control that horse. And then it stopped and it did it again, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, she's going to get bucked off. But... She got it under control, and they were super proud of her. But she came home, and she had a story. She had an experience, one of those imprints that you hang on to for the rest of your life. Right. But these are the things that I can't provide my children just on a day-to-day basis here in San Diego. And I always I always said when I would go to these dude ranches, why don't people come to dude ranches more for family vacations or team building or corporate events? Like, I don't understand. And so when I created this show... People would say to me, uh, what's a dude ranch? And it was always bewildering to me that they had no idea. So you can find it on DirecTV, AT&T, whatever your cable provider is. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can't, look up my name on YouTube. I You'll like find it. it a lot more than you want to see. <laughs> That's all right. I know that. Uh, her name is Debbie Dunning. She's my guest, and she's an old pal. Uh, you're in the Mississippi Minute. Stand by. In 
a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Steve Azar. We are with fabulous actress, producer, Debbie Dunning. She has a show. Let me get this right. Debbie Dunning's Dude Ranch Roundup. You guys got to check it out. It's uh, in its second season. Uh, I, I, I do want to bring this up because you brought an interesting point up about being a parent. So you bring them along. Uh, they've also got, you know, their dad, Steve Timmons. I mentioned dad. I didn't say the name a little while ago. He's the, yeah. volley, the one of the two volleyball players I personally knew growing up as, as historic. And also, uh, I didn't play volleyball. So, you know, I knew who he was because he was one of those guys. Um, oh, and you know what? And one of the best dads in the world. I could not have picked a better dad. He really, really, really is patient and always there for them. You know, and right. it's, it's fortunate that he's retired now because what I'm doing, I mean, I don't know how I would do it without his support. Right. And even though we're no longer married, I'm still very... Um, very involved you know you still you still have to see each other and talk to each other and i still love him very much um he's just you know he just uh he just went through a little depression and uh just having a hard time coming back from it and it's kind of a common thing it's athletes athletes right that don't get to continue doing what they're great at i mean it's the biggest thing with with athletes yes it's one of the biggest things um but there's a difference between getting help and not getting help and i think i think he's finally coming around but for years you know i just couldn't couldn't break through right and um i think it's i think if i hadn't left he wouldn't have it wouldn't have uh, ever gotten any better so now he's you know now he's getting involved and you know he's got a great place he just bought with uh steve kerr and bruce frazier two guys who uh, are coaches for the warriors he right. also uh is in, in in business with judd bushler they bought a place in distilladeros and they're stoked. They've got their little Mexican place, and he's running it. And so he's got uh, he's got that passion, which you know we have a ranch in Mexico um, that we all own together, and we are uh, you know selling it. But we've had a lot of fun with that too. And so there's all these ties that uh, we still have that I thank God yeah. honestly that we are so good with each other. There's no anger. There was no uh, problems with separating. I mean. It was both sad and, you know, of course, healthy in the same place. But at the same time, it's like you never want to go through that. But the way we've gone through it, I think, for our children and for each other is probably the healthiest way I've ever seen because I hear horror stories oh, yeah. over and over about these couples. And I think to myself, you loved that person. You had children with that person. How are you doing this? Why? How are you even talking to this person like that? You know, but um, I'm, I'm blessed. We don't have that. We have That's a very great. good relationship. Yeah, That's, I'm very blessed. I yeah, it's, know I am. it's about your children at that point, and you got to buck it up, and you guys have done. I'm talking to Debbie Dunning; yeah. she's fabulous. Debbie, l- l- your passion for the for the ranch. You said you ha- you guys have one, and uh, all these years in Mexico. Where did it stem from? Where did it grow? Well, when I was a little girl, we lived right next door to um, these people who owned horses, and we had kind of a big backyard. You know, like any time you want to exercise the horse, bring them over. So I would bring the horses over as often as I could. Um, and then I got into, you know, old, when I got older, I owned my own horses across from ABC Studios in Burbank because the, the stables were right right there. My of course and they I were. Rode and, that right. makes no sense to me. I That's... know it doesn't seem like it, but if you look up <laughs> Griffith Park, it's all riding area. And there was some fabulous, the equestrian center, there was a fabulous places to keep your horse. 
And when you work like I did, you basically go in the morning at 10.30, you do the run-through, you do two tool times in a row, both of them, and then they would do the rest of the show. So I'd have like a block of four hours. So I'd rock across the street, take my horse for a nice ride, wash him, come back to work. I mean, it became my boyfriend. You know what I mean? It became like I couldn't wait to have that. I couldn't wait to go see him. Um, one of the most painful things is losing a horse when the horse passes away. And I said, oh, I'll never do that again. But in an ideal world, I would love to be able to ride everybody else's horses. Right. So I started volunteering here in San Diego. And I started working with um, girlfriends of mine, horses, because when you own a horse, you can't just leave the horse for a week and come back. It's a daily thing. And people don't understand how helpful it is when you can go, hey, can I come exercise your horse? So I was, I, anytime I wanted to ride horses, I could do it. Um, I think the dude ranch thing happened when my girlfriend and I, we decided to go one time and we had no idea what they were about, but we loved it. You can do country dance and you're eating super well. And I mean, you're just like, this is, this is unbelievable. Um, then I took my daughter one time. I surprised her after school, picked her up. Her bag was packed. She's like, where are we going? We're not going home. I took her to a dude ranch in Arizona, which was White Stallion. And uh, it changed my life. I was like, wow. I want to do this all the time. But I'll tell you what. People are so happy when they go to dude ranches. They think that that dude ranch is the best one in the world, and they don't venture off and try new ones. And what this show has shown me is that every single time you go, it's a completely different experience. There's one in your neck of the woods, Arkansas. I was trying to get you to come. I know. I was so close. I hate it up around Fayetteville, right? Oh, Horseshoe Canyon. I will tell you, Amy and Barry Johnson own this, and they've got four kids. Everybody's involved. Everybody is strong, confident, very, very gorgeous. Hospitality is through the roof. I went to this ranch thinking, oh, okay, well, let's see what they got to offer. Went on a horseback ride the next day, like, oh, we're going to do a little hike. I was like, oh, I can hike. Sure, I'm in shape. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I had cables coming out of every part of my body. I go, what kind of hike is this? I went up, and like you said, I do my own stunts. I literally had never faced, climbed a rock wall, like a, a flat piece of slate. Mm -hmm. And I learned that day. I learned that day on camera. So um, that's another thing that's really important to me is is to show my guests or my, my audience that these things aren't things I do. You know, I'm 51 years old. I'll be 52 next week. I really am not like a spring chicken. But guess what? I am loving it. And it's putting you in situations that you're a little uncomfortable. And you come out going, oh, my gosh, I did it. So I was I was walking. Uh, I think I sent you pictures. I was yeah. walking a, a tightrope over nothing. <laughs> this bridge that they made to get to the next part of my rock climbing, um, and that and that ranch really you should try it out because it's so close to you, and they would love to have you. But your kids, they would experience something. They have a half a mile zip line, a half a mile. Do you know, like, you go on a zip line, you're like, woo, that was I had fun. one in my backyard in Nashville. We had four, four and a half, five acres. So we would, we had very, very high property. And we had, you know, it was, I don't know if we ever did it right. I mean, it, it, it was so quick, you know. So, but a well, half a mile is crazy. Quick, but it was fun. No, half a mile is crazy. I had one in Del Mar for 20 years when I brought up my three kids. I had three trampolines. We went through three of them because they break down. But 
the zip line was from the top of the property down past the second house. We had a little guest house. And then you it would swing back up to slow you down. But, yeah, these things are crazy. You, you think about a dude ranch, you're like, what are you talking about a zip line? What do you mean you can, can rock climb? I was at um, Flat Lake Head Lodge, and I learned how to sail a couple weeks ago. Amazing. Yeah, I was like, unbelievable. So, I, I mean, I think that if you start looking at dude ranches and looking at the family vacation, what happens is, like, Cisco, my little nine-year-old uh, in Jackson Hole, he fell asleep. He was exhausted. And you know what? I gave him a kiss. I said, when you wake up, I'll be at dinner. He literally woke up, got himself dressed, walked across the um, grass. He wasn't scared. He was empowered. You feel so safe because all of these little cabins kind of come to a circle, and everything is so easy to find. The barn's here. The saloon's here. The mess hall's here. The lobby's here. So everybody just is on their own. Um, Can I ask I you something? I my son. Oh, go, yeah. go ahead. No, you go ahead. Finish. I'm sorry. No, I just saw my son come there a little nervous. The first thing they do with the boys, even my 17-year-old, anybody under 21, they put them on this uh, this tractor, and it's like a trailer. And they all go, and they have to spend two hours with each other playing capture the flag and all these, all these games. And they come back, and I said to my son, Stoney, who's, you know, he's a little more on the shy side. He's not very extrovert. He comes back, and I said, look at that. I go, he's perfect size for Cisco to play with. And he goes, oh, that's Quinn. He's 11. I go, oh. <laughs> I go, how did you know that? And he goes, oh, I know everybody's name. So that was the first thing that happened. And I was like, that is the only way I think I could have pulled Stoney out of his little box. You know, I love it. He had to do it. He had to do it. So, right. yeah, I, I'm smiling now because I'm so I'm so proud of myself for making him do it. <laughs> I love it. That, that a girl, Mom, we're talking to Debbie Dunning, full-time mom, and uh, – part-time mom because she's gone so much but full-time mom and uh oh, it's, Debbie, never, it's never a part-time no i know i'm, I'm that. yeah that wasn't that was an improper statement i'm good for one improper <laughs> statement a day so there it is hey uh i would love a zip line that went down the half a mile but then get you a gondola back to back to the starting point so i just keep going yeah. back and forth because i you know that's that's me i'm talking to debbie dunning you are in a mississippi minute debbie you get to play dj before we go into the break Mississippi is oh, yeah? the place where music all began. I'm talking about all of it. That's what we do. We are art in every form and fashion, but music in particular for me. Uh, tell me, do you want to hear a little Elvis Presley or a little Marty Stewart? I'm, I'm giving Marty a tough one, but he's a, he's a, he's are a brother. Are those my choices? That's, your cho that's the only two choices you're getting from me. That's it. <laughs> Boy, I, I'll tell you, Joe Diffie's a really good friend of mine, and if I didn't say him first, I'd be. He's in trouble. not from Mississippi, so, so he's out. No, he's not. Let's play. Uh, let's play Marty Stewart then. You got it. We're we're in the Mississippi minute with Debbie Dunning. We're going to be right back to talk about tool time. Stand by. Touch me, turn me on, and burn me down. Your wild love, I can't take. Your kisses burn like flames. I go crazy when you're... Check, check, one. Where's all my volume? In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Azar, we are with Debbie Dunning, and the, the actress uh, is getting to do 
what she grew up doing. Isn't it funny how it comes full circle? Debbie had ended up on a dude ranch and, and spending all the time with horses. And uh, uh, I mean, I thought there'd be a 7-Eleven across from the Burbank Studios, but apparently there was uh, a place to ride horses. And uh, Debbie, take me back how you got the role, because before I knew you, uh, we're all known for something uh, in a big spotlight. That's how we got uh, people started paying attention. You had to have that moment. Was it yeah. for me watching you with our boy uh, Rick Karn and uh, with Tool Time? How'd, how'd you land being a Tool Time girl in Home Improvement? Um, you know, looking back now, it seems it seems so difficult, but it was kind of simple. I had I had not watched I had not watched Home Improvement. I got an audition the year before when Pamela Anderson was the tool time girl never she wasn't on the episode that i was on i came in as a different character and landed the part of kiki von furstenwallen Scheinma, mm -hmm. which was this girl who was in a restaurant that basically asked tim for his autograph the night that he told his wife he wouldn't look at other women <laughs> so she went to the bathroom i popped in there he said Do you want your last name too and i'm like sure go ahead it's van furstenwallen Scheinma. anyway <laughs> had a great week with Home Improvement. The only time I watched the show that year was the, sh the episode that I was on, so I could tape it. Um, then I got a call from someone saying, did you see the breakdown? This was a year later. And it said, we want the Debbie Dunning type, but not Debbie Dunning. And I was like, that is the weirdest breakdown I've ever heard. Yeah. And I yeah. was kind of well known for doing Taco Bell commercials and Carefree Sugarless Gum. I mean, I, I did like 21 Taco Bell commercials as Run for the Border Louise. So that ah. was kind of like my, my big claim to fame at that time. Yeah, people recognized me. Wait a minute, was so that when they used the, to do the little the little dog was on there? Yeah, that was the dog, and then it was me. It was the bell, and it was and I see uh. Graham Brown. Anyway, <laughs> so I, uh, I saw this breakdown, and I said to my modeling agency, I said, well, that's just the strangest thing I've ever seen. And so they auditioned girls for two weeks, and they were getting very frustrated because they already had me in mind but they didn't want to use me because I was on one episode and Pamela was leaving. She was going to Baywatch. She'd made her decision. And so they were going to eliminate the character. And Richard Karn was sitting in inside the uh, area where they're all talking. And they're like, he's like, guys, you keep saying, you keep, keep comparing her. Just bring her back. Give her a shot. Let her have an audition. So I went back and I auditioned, but Janelle Dunn had said to me, come like you were. Well, how I was, and how I was dressed up is completely different. I was basically no makeup, lip gloss, maybe a little mascara, jeans and a T-shirt all week. But when I had played that character, Kiki Von Furstenwall in Shine Law, I was in a skimpy type <laughs> blue dress, big boobs, you know, everything just coming out, va va voom type. I came like that. I came like that to the audition, and everybody else was super natural. And I was like, what's going on? Like, And Janelle looks at me because they, they called me. And I didn't have an agent at the time, which was awesome. And I came in and I said, she goes, I told you to come like you were. I go, this is exactly the dress I wore. This is the exact dress I wore for my show. She's like, no, they wanted you natural. They wanted you the girl next door. They wanted you the one who was joking around with them. And I go, oh, my gosh, I could do that all day long. Let me come back tomorrow. She's like, no, don't come back tomorrow. We're done. We're probably not going to even do this. So I was bummed because she told me that right before I went into audition. So my, my confidence was shot. Right. Anyway, um, they were disappointed. They were disappointed. They wanted to see me the way they remembered me all week. So the next day, I found out 
I found out when the audition was, and I walked in just totally natural. Jean shorts. Oh, uh, unannounced? Things. Unannounced? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she just shook her head, and she goes, there's no time for them to see you. And I sat down, and I go, well, they're going to have to leave that room sometime, so I'm just going to wait right here. I love and it. And she's like, Debbie. And I, and I go, well, I, you know, and that's just how I was. I was super aggressive, like I am now, trying to get things and always yeah. keep my head above water, you know. And so uh, she had four other girls sitting in the room, and two had walked in uh, and were signing in. And she shook her head, and she got up, and she so excuse me, she walked into the room. She told them I was there. They wanted to see me right away. So I got to go in front of all those girls waiting. I so love I it. came in. I came in totally natural, did my thing, and came out, and she walked back into the room. I sat down. I was, I was feeling really good about my program. Did I know what the Tool Time Girl was? Nope. Had no idea. <laughs> no idea. I thought it was just another week on the show. So she came out. She's like, I'm sorry, girls, but I'm going to have to say thank you. Uh, the session is over. Right after I did it. Yeah, you so knew we it, all, right? We, we all stood up. I stood up, too. Oh. <laughs> and then she... she she goes, sit down, Missy. She says this just to me. She's like, sit down, Missy. So she let everybody go, and she's like, okay, your persistence paid off. You got it. And I was like, oh, cool. I, I get one excited. show. You think it's one show, right? <laughs> I think it's a week, another week. Yeah. So I go into wardrobe. This is when I find out that it's actually a recurring role because I'd never seen the show. So I go down to wardrobe, and she's like trying. I go, yeah, I think I'm just here next week. She goes, no, you're going to be here for a while. Wow. And I was like, what does that mean? I was so excited that I got my roller skates. They're always in my car. And I drove to Venice and I had all this pent up energy. And I was like riding as fast as I could just <laughs> on the boardwalk. So excited. You know, when you're like a kid and you just want to scream. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I love it. That's, so, that's a great, th those are the victory. Okay. So how, when we did the contract, right? I mean, they just, no. No, no. You know what I did? What? I worked weekly. I worked weekly. I was not a cast member. Even though everybody looked at me as a cast member, nope, I worked weekly. So I signed something with them saying they have the first option for my week. So they would tell me on Friday night if I was working on Monday or not. And I would be like, okay. But then I started getting other jobs. Two years into it, I got offered nine episodes in a row on Friends. They were not happy with that. They were right. like, no, you want to do that? You're done. And I, I, I honestly was crying in the makeup room, and I said to Tim, I go, can I talk to you outside? Yeah, go to, Big Daddy and talk, go to Big Daddy and talk to him. That's well, right. he wasn't talking to me. He oh. wasn't looking at me. Oh, okay. He, right. wasn't, he wasn't looking at me. He was just mad. And Sean Shea, <laughs> our um, stage manager, goes, you better talk to Tim. He's not happy with uh, your new agent. I finally got an agent. So two years into it, I get this job, you know, this offer on Friends, and Glenn Robbins, my agent, says, you need to take this. And this was his first big gig he got me, um, and I'd signed with him. And I went into Tim in the makeup room. I go, can I talk to you out front? And he's like, listen. I says, Tim, do you understand that I don't know until Friday? I could audition all week like a waste of time and get a job, and then you guys can go, nope, you're coming in to be this. I go, I just am not, I'm just, I just, I just need more security. And he goes, I'm not going to tell you what to do. All I know is if you leave, the, the, the role will be eliminated. But if you stay, I'll make it up to you. And I was like, I had to trust those words because I was happy. And I'd rather be happy going to work every day, not making anything, 
then I would be miserable with my job. And I knew that. So, so you I, were negotiating told, still. And I love that. You didn't even know you were negotiating, but you weren't. No. Nope. You were being honest, no which was a beautiful thing. And I know Tim's honest, too. I know he's a man of his word. He always has been. And he doesn't like his family being pulled apart. He doesn't like anybody leaving, whether it's the makeup artist, the food food guy, anything. He craft service. He doesn't like anybody leaving. I called Glenn Robbins, and I said, you know, I'm not going to take it. And he goes, I'm not handling you anymore. <laughs> You're kidding. I was like, whoa. Hey, guess what? Everything happens for a reason. Right. I was given a contract that tripled my pay. And it was security for the next, as long as the show would go. Right. And I did that one by myself, too. So I've never had to um, yeah. share with anybody. But it's not about that. It's like, it's just crazy, crazy how things work out, you know. Our friend Kevin Sorbo is really good at that. I mean, you know, uh, Kevin, uh, he does his own thing. He's working all the time. He's not waiting on somebody to wait on the phone to ring. Look, our business is, is so easy when things are on fire. I mean, all you need right. really, all you need is an assistant to pick it up and answer and and go okay, <laughs> but but you yeah. know, but I love that that you've done it the same way Kevin has, and and a lot of us have had to do that at certain times in our career. And and there's a part of me having a record label, and uh, when we had our success with Sunshine, uh, having the number one video in the land, a top twenty record against the Dragons that I was on, which was Universal and all that, and I was. You know, I mean, it was uh, it was fun running. Uh, I had agents and managers, and they were great. But what was really great was getting the thrill of fighting as a record person and an artist mm-hmm. at the same time because I didn't have to I didn't have to answer anybody or I'd have to go explain something or go why aren't you doing this? And so I love that. We're talking to Debbie Dunning. I'm jumping off the cliff again, like I always do. I don't even know why that <laughs> made me think of that, but it does. It we does. We both do. We're in the Mississippi Minute with Debbie Dunning. We're going to be right back. Stand by. Oh, baby girl, if you really want to take your time. Hey, folks. If you're tired of being tired because your pillow isn't doing his job at night, give my buddy Chad and his team at OmniPillow a go. OmniPillow has a 100-day return policy, and listen to this. They will donate a pillow to someone in need every time you purchase one. Their goal is to give away 1 million pillows. It also comes with a stress cube that sells for 10 bucks. You'll thank me, I promise. Give yourself a much-deserved life's rest. Go to OmniPillow.com, enter promo code Steve Azar. That's OmniPillow.com, promo code Steve Azar, and you'll receive 20% off with free shipping. If you ask me, there's no better pillow on the planet. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Steve Azar. We are with fabulous actress, producer, Debbie Dunning. You also know her as one of those famous Tool Time girls back in the days on Home Improvement. All right, so Debbie, tell me, that, that, so that's great. So how long were you on the show? We're talking Home Improvement, everybody. Uh, well, I was on the first year as Kiki, and then I was on the next seven. So I was on, I was on for seven years as the Tool Time girl, but the first year, I mean, I was on all eight years. <laughs> 
<laughs> wow. I was just gone one time the first year. <laughs> huh. Okay, so, but and then how, how many years after, I'm sorry? Well, we played, we ran from 91 to 99. That's un- so unbelievable. So I was on for the seven years. Yeah, you know what? It's always, it's always kind of a funny thing to me. We were, we were offered to do the reboot, um, and we were all very excited about it. And hopefully that was it recently, correct? That was recently. Yes, it was just happened. Um, but Tim, in the in the same exact two days, was offered to continue his Last Man Standing show, which he was really very proud of and felt like he had evolved from the Tool Time guy. And so he uh, he chose that, which you know it works for him. We still want to do something. I still think that we people, the world wants to see home improvement, what everybody's doing. Um, even if it was just tool time, I mean, it would be so easy to do, you know? Um, but I don't know. Everybody's so busy and they've gone their separate ways. I golfed with Tim three weeks ago in Burbank at a lakeside and, uh, boy, you know, just golfing with him all day was just, it was all of the funny things that we used to do and just brought you back to that happy time. You and unfortunately, it was a happy time. It was a good memory. It was great to be with us. Well, you think, and Richard was there too. Oh, I love, I love our boy Richard. I love him so much. All right, if you if yeah. you think about it, a sitcom that has gone uh, away, but it hadn't ever gone away because you get into syndication and it go it goes global and all that. So, but think about it. Oh yeah, it's like a great band because you're talking a sitcom that that worked that was huge i mean we can sit yeah. here and start naming them and we're going to run out of we're going to run out of names because it's yeah. really it's really uh it's magic it's capturing magic in a bottle so why wouldn't you want to see this 15 20 years later like going to see a great band that took off like the rolling stones all of a sudden they don't play for 15 20 years or when, when i went with bob seger for that almost that nine ten months together eight nine whatever it was it was a long time he hadn't toured in 10 years he filled up every arena and every arena and sometimes had to stay like in detroit four nights in the palace and wherever the bottom wow. line was his his fan base like your guys y- y'all show home improvements fan base would be if they they would welcome it so fast i think that it would be like this great reunion tour so it makes sense right well the thing is though it's like you need to hit while that's what's going on and so when roseanne came back and all these other shows and we got offered it i was like no brainer but unfortunately you know it happened in a time where if it would have happened right before they offered fox offered to bring last man standing back We'd have been doing it. We'd have been doing it right now. I'd have been juggling, <laughs> obviously, because I'm still going to do my show, but I'd have been doing it, and it would have been awesome. I love um, it. Not saying it's never going to happen, but I'm staying in shape just in case. You are in shape, and you are you are my dear friend, and uh, I'm going to let you go get back to your voiceovers for your Dude Ranch, uh, Debbie Dunning Dude Ranch Roundup. I've got that. Thank so you so good. much. Oh, in the you Debbie Dunning Dude Ranch Roundup. Oh, in the Debbie Dunning Dude Ranch <laughs> Roundup. I, I can't wait to have you on it, and you're going to have to <laughs> give me a time where you can, but I'd love to have you come out and showcase one of your songs and you know, bring your kids and your family out. I mean, it is just a blast, and... I really think once you experience it, you're going to love it. You're going to fall in love with it like I do. Yeah, you well, know, one of the things that happens is people volunteer. They get their kids out there. They volunteer for a, a summer. The kids end up falling in love with another one of the Wranglers. And then nine out of nine out of uh, 20 have met at Dude Ranches and now are Dude Ranch owners. Wow, it's you're a kidding. It's thing. No, no, it's, it's a crazy, crazy, crazy story. 
but it That's keeps a, happening. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, I, Gwen been, has said the one thing that I have disregarded uh, her wishes in her bucket list, believe it or not, is take our family on this big camping trip. However, we broke it down the other day and we started talking about, you know, c- come on, Gwen, you've got to have your, well, I've got to have my makeup mirror and I've got to have my, so she starts going to all these things she has to have. Oh, we're going to have a place where we're going to sleep at night that's, you know, and I'm going like, we start laughing, you know, going like, man, you are, she wants to go glamping, you know? So, so well, anyway. That, that's okay too. And there's a lot of them. <laughs> there's a lot of them out there that is actually very nice. But I will tell you, don't go camping. At the end of the day, you want a shower. You're so filthy. You do so many things. You want a shower. I you believe in showers. Wine. I believe in them. Twice <laughs> you want a glass of wine yes. and you want a nice fire and you want someone else making your food. It's okay. It's okay that we got to this point, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I love it. Well, listen, I'm proud of you. Uh, it's been so great catching up. I appreciate you making the time. Everybody, you got to check out Debbie Dunn. Listen, wait, wait, wait. Debbie Dunning's Dude Ranch Roundup. Okay. That's the new theme song. <laughs> like it. All right. We love you, girl. I, like I appreciate it. it. And uh, I'll see you sooner than later, I know. And you and you be yeah. well. And you've been, uh, okay, thanks for thank taking you. all. Love, si- love to your family. Thank you for taking all 60 Mississippi Minutes with me. You rock. I love it. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Later. <laughs> I'm Steve Azar, in a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them, where you can take your sweet time. Feeling down? Here's your prescription for a daily dose of good news and positive vibes. Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Every afternoon, Rebecca highlights all the good things happening right here in the state you call home. Daily exposure to good things with Rebecca Turner may cause smiling, feelings of positivity, happiness, and even laughter. When you experience these symptoms, tell your friends to listen. Okay. Weekdays starting at 2 p.m. here on Super Talk Mississippi and now on Amazon Alexa devices. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.